Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to SBS News. In the Blue Mountains, a 90-minute drive west of Sydney, a group is taking a break from tending vegetables. In summer, it's cucumbers, tomatoes, beans and other greens, while the winter harvest includes cauliflower, broccoli, kale, radishes and snow peas, all cultivated by local volunteers. Manu Prigioni is leading the group. Socially connected growing is a type of food growing that doesn't involve... uh, just one person doing the entirety of the work of market gardening. So we have volunteer sessions every week on a different plot of ours and anyone from the community can come and help us in our plot, on one of our plots. And we find that people, the people who come are of vastly different ages and cultural backgrounds and genders and you know and it's just a brilliant way to connect people socially around food growing. Manu started the project called Farm It Forward four years ago. Since then, volunteers have cultivated 26 tonnes of produce despite severe droughts, bushfires and the COVID-19 pandemic. It's really about bringing vegetable growing back to our towns and cities and the suburban and peri-urban landscapes that we have. We have about 10,800 acres of lawn in Australia and if we could use that to provide food for humans instead of lawn, that doesn't really even provide habitat for animals, (laughs) um, then we'd be in a better place in terms of food security. Landowners who gift part of their property for food growing are chosen because they're at risk of social isolation, which includes families with young children and older retired residents. Among them is 79-year-old former nurse Sylvia May. Because I'm on a big bush block and I was past retirement, Most of my friends were downsizing and I thought I'd rather stay on my bush block but I'll need help, I need to share it. My social life without Farm It Forward would be more people my own age so it is lovely to mix with people of different ages. Just mixing with people of different ages helps me just feel like myself, not an old person. Having a vegetable garden on site where I haven't had to do the work myself is the most amazing luxury. Landowners like May get free food and the rest is sold directly to the community, which helps to pay young people to tend to the market gardens. It's a win-win scheme with other health benefits. Research published in 2023 in the journal Nature Human Behaviour by Harbin Medical University in China examined links between loneliness, social isolation and early death among more than 2 million adults. 
The study found that people who experienced social isolation had a 32% higher risk of dying early from any cause. Dr Grant Blaschke is the lead clinical advisor of the Mental Health Service Beyond Blue. As a GP, he says chronic loneliness is linked with other health issues as well. From the physical point of view, the studies tell us that loneliness is associated with a 30% rise in heart disease and a 30% rise in strokes and an overall increase in premature death that's right up there with smoking and obesity and physical inactivities. We also know that loneliness and social isolation are associated with higher mental health problems. Things like depression, anxiety, and very unfortunately, higher suicide rates and dementia. 50% more dementia. So it seems that our minds really do need that social connection to other people. Manu started Farm It Forward following her own mental health struggles. After growing up in northern Italy, Manu migrated to Australia aged 19 and says moving to the small semi-rural community from Sydney came as a shock. She says she became very socially isolated, especially after the birth of her children, experiencing a strong episode of postnatal depression without the support of family nearby. Under her psychologist's guidance, Manu started growing food, developing a passion for permaculture. That connected her to other like-minded people. Manu says in many ways the group has become an extended family for many of its members. When I was a young mum with two small children, I remember the thing that really, really helped the most was knowing that there are people out there who will easily bring a meal home Um, if I'm in crisis or if I'm going through tough times or knowing that there is there's a a good network of really lovely humans that I trust and love um, that will be there in a flash if there's anything that I need and vice versa (laughs) you know so that there are aunties maybe unrelated aunties that or uncles that can provide help and guidance and support. According to the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare, social isolation is defined as a lack of contact with other people and can involve having a limited social network or living alone. Loneliness, on the other hand, is an emotional state in response to having a lower level of social contact than desired. While most people will experience loneliness at some point in their lives, those experiencing chronic loneliness, which extends over years, are most at risk of health impacts. Dr Blaschke says community projects like this are increasingly seen as one solution by the medical profession. Doctors are being encouraged to provide what are called social prescriptions or social prescribing, where actually I write it down on a piece of paper like a script and say, you know, it would be great for you to join this community group or it would be great for you over the next couple of weeks to make a plan about friends that you're going to catch up with or to volunteer or for some people it might be it's a good idea to get a pet. So increasingly I think the medical profession understand that re-engaging people with socialising can be a really important part of the management. 
social prescribing has been adopted into healthcare systems overseas. Dr Blaschke says social isolation peaked during COVID-19 pandemic lockdowns, but many people are still struggling to reconnect. It was first integrated into national health policy in England in 2019. Rafida is another volunteer with the group. She helps cook meals with Farm It Forward using unsold produce to make healthy and affordable meals. For her, cooking is her way of sharing what she loves with the community. It's all about community connection, loving what you do, sharing. Everyone has their own, I suppose, gifts and talents. But this brings us as a community together from different walks of life. And we're all trying to make a difference, but also harness what's changing in our world, and especially our food. But deep down in my heart, you know, I can cook anything because I cook with love. So for me, it's sharing the love. Manu wants to see local growing expand further into other communities. I'd like to see a a Farm It Forward type initiative in each local area, Um, if not in each suburb. Seriously, it's, it's, it's incredible in terms of nipping issues in the bud to do with public health. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's strong in its small and meaningful scale. So lots and lots of small and meaningful makes really, really powerful change. And you can listen to more episodes of the Change Agents podcast through the SBS Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Peggy Giacomelos, SBS News.